1: Hey everybody! Happy 2013. It's Steve Ag. You're listening to my podcast. Uh, um, the first new episode of the new year. And I'm very excited uh, to have David Keckner on, who you know from uh, Anchorman, and uh, he's been in a million other things. Really funny guy, and uh, nicer than hell. I've known him for, I don't know, five years now or something, and uh, I got to go to his house. There's a little bit of a, a clicking, popping noise. It's very faint. Uh, I think it was from the... I don't know. I think it was from my garage band or something. Um, I'm recording, actually, this intro on something different. I'm recording it on my Zoom, which I think sounds a lot better, and I might just do my mobile episodes uh, from this from now on because I think it sounds better. This is actually my second intro that I've recorded for the David Keckner episode. <laughs> the first one was so fucking horrible that I... Uh, I just listened to it back and I was like, I can't put that in front of the David Keckner episode because I sound like I'm high as shit, which I'm not. I'm actually trying to cut back and maybe even cut out a pot altogether. Um, but that's a whole another story I'll, I'll save for somebody else's podcast. <laughs> I'll bore you with the details on someone else's podcast. But I wasn't high. I was just... I, I just was having brain farts and couldn't talk. And um this isn't going much better. Actually this is this is a shitty intro and it's still a million times better than the one I I just erased. Uh uh fuck I was going to mention something and I forgot. Uh oh, yeah, I'm going to be um performing up in San Francisco for the uh SF Sketchfest which uh Anyone who lives in the Northern California area or just feels like getting out of town should go to this in San Francisco it's like a four week uh, three or four week um, comedy festival it's got sketches stand up movies it, uh, it's really fucking good uh, this is my will be my second or third time up there and I'll be performing the weekend of the 26th and 27th I'll be on uh, performing on John Benjamin uh, no not John Benjamin John Glazer <laughs> John Benjamin was last year I'll be performing uh, with John Glazer on his Delocated show uh, with Eugene Merman uh, Kristen Schaal um, I think Marilyn Rice Cup uh, it's going to be a great show it's, I think that one's at Cobbs I'll be doing the Thrilling Adventure Hour um I'll be doing Paul F. Tompkins' show. Kristen Shaw has her own show I'm going to be doing. And I'm going to be doing um, Doug Benson's uh, movie Interruption uh, of, uh, I think we're interrupting Catwoman. <laughs> and this is all in the span of like three days. Um, so go, you can go to the, I think it's sfsketchfest.com or just Google San Francisco Sketchfest. And find out the exact dates, but it's the weekend of the 26th and 27th. I'm doing a bunch of shows. Please go check it out if you're in the area or just feel like getting away. Uh, It's it's such a good time. And even if you don't go my weekend, there's amazing shows happening uh, throughout the whole festival. Uh, All right, let's get on to uh, this episode. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, David Keckner had me over to his house. He was very gracious and He's an awesome dude, and uh, I hope you like it. Thanks for listening. Um, check, check. No, I usually... <laughs> not usually. It's about 50-50. I'll record at Farrell. Oh, where's, they, uh, where's their space? They're on... I, I don't know if I should say, because I don't, oh, don't. I want people... But it's near UCB. Oh, have we started? Yeah. Oh, we've legitimately... That other stuff about... It's. Uh... The pissing and moaning won't go in this, right? No, no, no. We started after that. Okay. We started talking shit about people be- before.
0: No, that's not. That's so funny because we're the least two likely people to ever talk shit. I hear you. You hear me?
1: Yeah. Okay. Are you good. not hearing you? Uh, not as much as I'm hearing you. Well, that's. Do you hear yourself louder than me? Yes. We're still going to work it out. Um oh, I know why. There we go. Okay, talk.
0: Cuz the people in the streets are willing to work
1: it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um what were we just Oh yeah, Farrell. No, I I sometimes som- you record there out
0: in the streets. Sometimes at Feral.
1: But I have a hard time scheduling people mm-hmm. cuz I usually record there on Wednesdays and th- People can't always do that. Right. And so, and I have recording shit at my house. I can record there. Or times like now, I can come to you.
0: It's a gift. This is really a gift. This is a gift? Oh, no, I meant (laughs) I was just moving that out of your way so it didn't fall. That was a gift from Andy Paley to me.
1: I'm looking at a, are these CDs? Yes. Of psychedelia. From the, the psychedelic st- era of music. From the 70s. 65 to 68, Dave. <clears throat> not, that's not the I
0: 70s. I it 70s on the side. Oh, it says Nuggets.
1: <laughs> nuggets. I can't read. I'm at David Keckner's house. Hi. And it's awesome. It's awesome that now it is because you're here. You know, I'm not a family guy. I, like, I don't have kids. I'm not married. Right. I don't even have a girlfriend. And I don't think I want kids, yeah. but I'm jealous of what you have here. Oh, really? Like, I I still want a house. I want, like, a family house, but without the family.
0: Yeah. It's just your place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want a kid's room, but without kids. Hey, if you've got them, you can bring them for an afternoon, but don't plan on staying. I want to
1: get a house with, like, four bedrooms and decorate three like I have kids. I love it. And never
0: never talk about it.
1: That's creepy.
0: People ask you, like, ah, hey, did you see the kitchen? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, hey, come on, look, don't look in there. Don't look in there.
0: <laughs>
1: we don't want to
0: Were you married? Nope.
1: No, no, no. Um but we're in your back room here in the Valley. We're in the guest house. You live in Valley Village, I which do. is so funny because which is where Sarah Silverman's show took place. Like the fictional world of Sarah's show right. was in Valley Village, which is a real place.
0: I always felt you guys are kind of making fun of it. V Squared a little bit. No, no. No?
1: I, I used to actually live in Valley Village. I think you've told me that before. I lived off Moore Park and Colfax. Okay.
0: You know, hey, the pl- Valley's easy. It's family. It's a great place for families to live. Do you, are you a... Uh, As if I, anything else is... But,
1: yeah. I, I assume that since you have five kids, mm-hmm. since you have five, I, I just assume actually anyone with any kids is, loves Christmas.
0: Uh, yes, uh, in a way. But it comes It's a lot of work as well.
1: Well, it's got to be stressful for a parent, but yeah, it's got to be fun too. You got those
0: ever shifting Christmas lists. <laughs> you purchase something and it falls off the list. You're like, oh,
1: I, I can't. I have. I suffer from seasonal depression. Oh, okay. And it is worse at this time of year. Really? From about two weeks before Thanksgiving till probably New Year's, I'm just. I'll sleep till one o'clock in the afternoon. Which is, I'm usually up by like 8. Wow. And like that just kicked in like this week. I started waking up at 1.
0: Oh, so it uh, it started late this year.
1: Yeah, I made it through Thanksgiving because my nice. parents went to my aunt's house in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to, my aunt and uncle just moved to Idaho. They lived like a mile away from my parents my whole life. It's weird because when my parents moved, my aunt and uncle moved. Like, just always really close to each other. My mom and her sister were really close. And now they moved to Idaho. And so this was the first year. And my parents were like, hey, we're going to go to Idaho. And I was like, oh, all right. And then they dropped this bomb on me. They're like, "Uh, your brother Greg and his wife and kid uh, are. Sorry. That's all right.
0: I'm going to shut it off. Oh, there it is. That no, that's video? mine. Oh.
1: What is that ringtone?
0: That's my phone. I think it's... It I think it's robot. But it basically goes walla walla. <laughs> time is to that
1: talk. a stock yeah, it's ring? One,
0: it's one of them in there. Walla walla. <laughs> time to talk.
1: Um, My... My parents were like, well, your brother's going to rent a motorhome. Ooh, nice. And we're all going to drive up to Idaho Idaho, for three days in the motorhome. And I'm like, well, that's six days because we have to come back. I'm like, uh, I suddenly got other plans. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go to San Francisco with some friends. Right. Which wasn't true. No. I hope my parents don't listen to this, but.
0: if they do, it's an opportunity to I have a I can't
1: be in a motorhome home with family for that long. That's, that's intense. Although I, I'm sure <laughs> I'm looking at you right now and you're like, that sounds like f- <laughs> driving <laughs> well, with Mike.
0: That's, that's a commitment I've made. I mean, I, we, we've done that before. Not, not six. We've, we've done...
1: Motorhomes? Oh, yeah.
0: <sighs> it's, it's a great way to travel. And we'll take a whole family, which is good because it balances all the kids out. There's no fighting. If they have a friend, there's yeah. less chance they're going to fight. Oh, and I don't, so I don't many. mind driving the big rigs. We took them all the time as kids. Yeah. My dad would always rent a motorhome. He ended up buying one, so it's a great way to travel.
1: We, I, the one time we did that as a kid, I remember when I was about ten or eleven. My dad and mom rented a motorhome for me and my brother and my sister, and my mom to drive up the coast, mm-hmm. like up the Pacific Coast Highway through like right. Big Sur, all the way up to. Uh, Uh, like Vancouver and uh, I I don't have any recollection of how long it took because I was a kid and time is irrelevant when you're a child but I remember we got to about Oregon or Washington and my dad had a fucking meltdown I was like I am turning he, And he literally did turn the motor home around And we went right back home
0: What was the issue do you know
1: I, I think we were all just fighting Me and my sister oh, and my brother sure. And my dad was like
0: "He's had fuck. it." fuck yeah.
1: Because my dad's Well he's retired now but he was a doctor And was like gone a lot So I don't think he ever had to yeah. Be stuck with us for that right. amount of time
0: I, I really legitimately believe it's hard for guys uh, it's, I, I was doing a podcast with Jeff Ulrich for a while yeah, I, mean, I would always say that our minds are wired to like do other things like work, like we yeah got to be, we've got to be out there
1: other know, options harvesting the field yeah
0: or gathering, hunting. <laughs> I, that's, that's I really believe that because it's, it's you have to it's hard to shut your brain off to be present. Yeah. Uh, you, I I that's the only way I can do it is I have to really forget about any project I think I'm gonna have or one I'm working on and really just shut it off and make the decision to be with the kids. Yeah. So I can understand and I, I actually I'm glad <laughs> your dad got mad because I think I don't know how many dads <laughs> do just just lose.
1: This he shit. lost his shit like I, in a I movie or kid. something. I
0: lost my shit. I have. I have.
1: It was scary, too, though, because I was like, holy
0: shit. And you did turn around. He didn't. Now, that's a long way back.
1: Yes, it was like two days. Wow. I'm turning this thing around, and then it's going to be really awkward for two days.
0: Wow. Well, that's commitment. You got to admire that.
1: But it's funny because we went up the Pacific Coast Highway, and when we came back, it was like the five, you know, like a straight shot, Not no scenic. no scenic routes. Oh. Like, I got to get home and get away from these fucking kids. But your
0: folks are still together. Yeah. That's great. How many years? Uh,
1: 40? At least 40. Well, at least 43, because I'm 43. And they... Uh, well, no, my brother's older, but... We're all adopted. Are you? Yeah. I didn't know that. And my brother was from a, my dad's previous marriage.
0: Do your do your listeners know you are
1: adopted? I think everybody knows. Well, not you.
0: I don't. <laughs> my grandfather was adopted.
1: I knew that because I was listening to What the Fuck? And you mentioned... Because oh, right. Mark was making a joke about Jews and Germans. And you're like, right. well, I'm not even really German.
0: Exactly. Right.
1: I'm... Williams. Nice. I was just listening to it this morning. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. That's so
1: funny. Now your grandfather's name was Williams. <laughs> He's like how the fuck did so, he know? Do
0: you know what your your lineage was? Are you Irish?
1: I think uh, Scotch Irish. Scotch Irish. Yeah,
0: what I am. Because I remember the first time I remember meeting you was it Matt Walsh's wedding. Was that the first time we met?
1: Holy shit, I think that's right.
0: And I loved you immediately.
1: Me too. I uh, loved you and Lee, your uh, wife Lee. You guys were so fucking fun. Yeah. Because there was... Uh, Matt, Matt and Morgan Walsh, Matt from UCB, had uh, an awesome wedding in Santa Barbara. Wow. That's and it was like wedding. two days, two or three days. And the night before was this awesome, you know... Group of people meeting at this bar, and I think that might have been the first time I met Andy Richter. Oh wow! And um, and Sarah and you and like I met a lot of people that night, and it was so much goddamn fun.
0: You were the photographer. Yeah,
1: yeah. I photographed their wedding, which was so stressful. Oh, was it? Because I'm not a wedding photographer. No. We and they're not. like, "Hey, we love the photos you take around UCB and stuff. Will you photograph our wedding?" And I was like. I'm not really I don't do those kind they're like no, but we like your kind of photographs and I'm like, okay And then I started getting really nervous because I'm like I'm a bumbling idiot. I could easily my camera could break I could fucking Fuck up their wedding photo and that's like your memories, you know, that's like you look back on those photos your whole life Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want them opening an album with two photos in it because AG's camera broke, <laughs> like, the first yeah, night.
0: You would have gotten another one. Someone else would have had one. You know what the best? Those are the best kind of photos, just someone taking pictures. We paid, I can't remember how much for our wedding photos. I haven't We've looked at them once. Now, the <laughs> photos people sent us, and they sent, well, this is when we always print them, boxes. Yeah. We're the best.
1: Yeah. The best. Well, I love when people will leave the disposable cameras on the tables.
0: We did that, and one guy took all the cameras off the table and decided he would be our official person. No yes. shit. Rather than allow whatever was going to happen at that table.
1: No this shit. This
0: guy, I, it was a friend of Lee's, it's Lee's mother's hairdresser. <laughs> and he was, I was just like, what? We found that out at the end of the night.
1: I'm going to take everybody's photo. Right. I assume he's Southern and gay.
0: <laughs> You're actually right. <laughs> but uh, I was, you, you know, whatever. You're trying to stay in the moment. You're a little bit like, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Oh, I, re- relying on your taste only. But no, they legitimately loved your taste. And I'm sure there was some... The
1: photos stuff. are great. I uh, I remember going to a friend's wedding. I was actually in his wedding, but at the reception they had the disposable cameras and it was a bunch of you know a bunch of my like sketch and improv friends were at this wedding i introduced the bride and the groom so it was just like a bunch of our friends were up there and i remember at one point this is when i was still like drinking <laughs> and also getting high and we were at this fucking really fun wedding and i like grabbed one of the disposable cameras and a couple friends and we went and we found this back room and we like oh no took off our clothes and we're like oh, no. Took a bunch of photos like we were butt fucking. So funny at the time. So funny at the time. Like this is gonna be great in like a month when they develop these. Put it back. Put it back at the end, and then I forgot about it. And then like three months later, my friend emails me. He's like, dude. He's like, my. S- my mother-in-law went and got all the photos developed. Oh, she t- his mother-in-law, this fucking like 60 or 70-year-old woman took all these <laughs> cameras in oh, to get no. developed and then was like going through the photos and like who are these fucking <laughs> guys that are butt fucking oh, no. at my, at my oh, daughter's my wedding? Wow! They were pissed.
0: Oh, re- oh, your friend was pissed.
1: My friend thought it was funny, but his wife <laughs> was and obviously his in laws were pissed. Oh
0: shit! So now, what, what do you get? Do you still have a relationship with them? Or
1: I don't talk to them that much.
0: You know, I mean, <laughs> I, it, you're like I was. All men are five. I'm. Oh, uh, wow.
1: There, there's some people that we both know. Yes. uh, I I don't know if it's common knowledge, so I can't name any names, but there was a a wedding and uh, some friends of ours who are actors Mm -hmm. um, went to this wedding and they were asked. Everyone was asked to make uh, a video for the wedding, right? Like uh, before, Before, like for send it in there. And then at the reception, they were going to play this video. And so both of these guys or maybe it was just one of these guys. In their video, was one the, naked.
0: One of the BF guys.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. One of the dudes was naked in this video. <laughs> not thinking it's going to play at the reception where the grandparents and everyone. Are. Oh no!
0: Just thought this is going to be funny.
1: And so this person is now like doesn't really talk to the wait. Did you make
0: the cut? Did it?
1: It did make the cut.
0: Why didn't someone just not put it in there?
1: I don't know. I think. Because I, I don't think the people involved in the wedding were in on the video. They're just like, hey, we got a video. Wow.
0: Wow. You know what? It's so interesting. Someone who had worked with someone I knew asked me to do a intro video for their upcoming nuptials. Yeah. So I said... Sure. Recently? Yes. I said, come on by. And... uh I'm just being, I'm screwing around, but not, I'm being respectful, but then I may start making (laughs) jokes, and I don't know how this is going to play, because the wedding hasn't happened yet. (laughs) And I'm making jokes of how I had fought both of the fathers, and (laughs) the mothers and I get together regularly for tea, and the guys don't know it. Yeah. I mean, nothing's so That's funny, yeah. Even the little things like that, you don't know what's going to be off-putting to people.
1: I've heard so many stories about people who were going to give a toast at a wedding, and there's... Yeah, it's something, you know, like, and then there was that time with you and the hooker. I'm glad that that we're going to be fucking really jokey. And then at the last minute decided I'll do something sincere. And they're always like, I'm so glad I went the sincere route.
0: Emotion always works. You speak from the heart. You win. You don't have to tell jokes. A joke will come to you
1: because you're thinking, oh, it's my buddy. But you're not thinking, like, no. it's their special day. Their grandparents, there's a lot of A lot of people you old, don't
0: know that don't know you. Yeah. And might not know the groom well. Yeah. Because they might not, might only know the bride or something.
1: So, our granddaughter is marrying oh. a guy who's friends with someone who would do this? Right. Fuck that. Who's taking him to a prostitute?
0: <laughs> that was a joke, Grandma. Yeah, they Did think... It, sound it like a joke to me. No.
1: There's... 99% of every joke is truth.
0: And then... Then it finally gets back to well, Mary's <laughs> granddaughter, um, um, no, Mary's grandson married a prostitute. That's what, <laughs> yeah, in town. That's what the I heard. <laughs> you, you married a prostitute. What? So does your wife still? <laughs> uh, is she on the street? Does she or how still does she do hook it? it? How does she do it? <laughs> now, when you, how will you know when you have children whose it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you
1: afraid you'll have one born with AIDS?
0: You probably have it. I didn't eat, of course.
1: <laughs> they're dirty. I didn't want life. to touch any of the food. Um, speaking of weddings, yeah. we have a, a mutual friend, Rich Fulcher. I love Fulcher. And you know he's married and has yes, a kid now. Yes. I bet you didn't know that he had gotten married when it happened, though, did you?
0: Uh, He sent something out, didn't he?
1: Yeah, way after.
0: Oh, he'd gotten married before the child was born?
1: Yeah, but they were both a surprise to everybody.
0: The wedding and the baby? Yeah. Okay, because he lives in England.
1: Rich Fulter from the Mighty Boosh and uh, Snuffbox and a lot of BBC stuff, uh, who's also a Chicago... You know him from Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Was Rich Second City?
0: I don't know if he ended up... I'm sure we all did everything then. He probably did some touring. I'm not sure, I'm sure if he was ever in a resident company. But there were, everyone was doing so many different cross-pollinated shows there. So yeah. you'd, you'd do things together somehow, some way. It was a pretty amazing time back then.
1: I it mean, sounds I, like. You know, I was listening to John Favreau on on Mark Maron's podcast uh, this this week. Uh-huh. And Favreau mentioned you a few times. Oh, what did he say? Yeah. Well, he was talking about Second City and... The whole improv scene there, and he was talking. He he mentioned your name a few times.
0: Nice. John's a very bright guy.
1: Yeah, he's a good dude.
0: He's very charismatic, very bright. And you wouldn't, upon first meeting him, you wouldn't necessarily make that assumption because he's a big guy. Yeah, and you're a big guy. But uh, I guess when I was younger, you make he he rode out to, um, uh, let's see, Chicago on a on a Harley.
1: Yeah, that's right. And
0: he's got this thick, uh, is it Brooklyn accent? Yep. And uh, you, it's kind of surprising how articulate and charismatic he is.
1: He's so smart mm-hmm. and so nice. I, I only ever see, I, like I met him through Sarah Silverman, and I, I the only time I ever see him is like Sarah will have a party maybe once or twice a year at mm-hmm. her house, and he'll be at those. And he's always like, I always assume people don't know who I am. Right. Because I... Really, am only known from Sarah's show, which right. was a small cable show. But he will always, like, come up to me and, like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, nice. he's yeah. so fucking nice. He's a sweet guy. And it's really weird that he's now one of the big oh, action yeah. movie directors. Huge. Like, going from swingers, like, these independent movies, which he didn't direct swingers, but, like, he directed a movie called Made, a really small movie, which right. was great. And then... All of a sudden, he's doing like Iron Man and Cowboys and Aliens, right. and he did
0: Zathura, right? Zathura. Did he do Iron Giant? I don't think so. No.
1: Iron uh, Man. Uh,
0: no, there was a there was um or my there was something else. I thought he did an animated feature too.
1: Oh, did he? Maybe. We could. Yeah. Do you have a uh, internet on your computer? I do. <laughs> We're in Dave's home office, and the topic of today's. Film chat is John Favreau. The films of John Favreau. No, but it's weird. Like, the progression. Like, how. Like, I guess Elf was the first big movie for him. I just watched
0: that the other night. It's such a delightful.
1: Still a great movie. Yeah. Dave's got his glasses on, looking at his computer like an old man.
0: I am old. I'm 50. I had to start wearing glasses (laughs) when I was a week after I was 42, and it bummed me out.
1: I'm 43, and my prescription is changing yearly every year it's worse have you ever thought of getting uh laser Lasers. eye surgery
0: well i apparently no mine's um what do you call it um it's Ear- just old, old person it's just degenerative eyes so the only thing they could do is like i can see fine far away it's just like reading is
1: it a macro uh what the fuck is it called macular degeneration
0: is that what they call it
1: i don't know my dad has that my dad has to go in like once a month to a hospital and get injections into his eyeballs. What? Why? I don't know.
0: I was wrong. His uh, first directing credit was bad cop, bad cop, then smog, then made, undeclared. Okay. I don't know where I got that other idea.
1: I don't know, man. What's wrong with me? What is LaCroix?
0: Oh, that's a sparkling water.
1: In a can?
0: Yeah. Did you think it was booze?
1: No. I, it looks like a Diet Coke.
0: Oh. No, I don't drink Diet no, that's a, that's a, del- that's a, a delicious. Uh, it's a sparkling,
1: sparkling water in a can. Huh.
0: That is flavored, but it has no artificial contents.
1: I'm seeing a lot more people also drinking that water out of a box. Have you seen that? I have not. Some kind of coconut, <sighs> the coconut water? No, no. Like oh, a, uh, Alkaline? Regular water out of a box. Oh,
0: instead of a bottle.
1: Which is weird.
0: A box instead of a bottle.
1: I guess it's better for you. I, I hear horrible things about plastic.
0: Oh, I, we are all going, we're, we're mutating as we go right now.
1: I'm yeah, like that. yeah. We're turning into mutants.
0: But I've never been invited to Sarah's parties, so maybe I'll get there this year. I should, well, I guess you should say, <laughs> oh, have you invited her? No.
1: Oh, yeah. So there you go. Have, has she been invited to any of your kids' birthday parties? <laughs> I would not do that to a. Wait, what were we talking? Oh, Fulcher.
0: Fulcher, Rich Fulcher. Yes, who we, we were supposed to have a uh, lunch together.
1: Yeah, recently.
0: Uh, it was a year and a half ago. Last time he was out. It was you, myself. That's right. And Andy Daly. Andy Daly. And Fulcher was supposed to go there, but he he didn't. He he bounced out.
1: It was. I think it was for my birthday. Was it for your birthday? Or maybe it was for Andy's birthday. We
0: were having a slight Twitter war one night. Yeah. And decided we'd meet for lunch.
1: It was somebody's birthday. It was mine or Andy's. When is your birthday? February 26th.
0: February. You are wary.
1: Yeah, I think it was about. Yeah, I think okay. it w- might have been mine, but. It's funny because it was just you, me and Andy. I know. And Fulcher your... bowed out. Which yeah. full, and Fulcher it, was basically He was the reason the glue.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, I, my joke with February twenty sixth, a gee. Uh I used I had a long running joke, it's not a joke between us, that I'm gonna fight Rich Fulcher. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember that.
0: <laughs>
1: and we actually talked about doing it as a show at U C B. With Andy, either as the ref oh, or the yeah. ring announcer.
0: Did we have a, an out for it? Was there a way it was going to end in a funny way? Because we obviously...
1: Well, we I didn't. think we were going to set it up by someone doing a, a legitimate show mm-hmm. and then like you coming in through the back like uh, Mr. T in Rocky Three, nice. like calling him out going, Fulcher, yeah. I want to fight you on this stage next week. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. We had a, like a really thought out, I think, and we thought it all out over that lunch right. while Fulcher wasn't even there.
0: Right, We should have done it. We still can.
1: He's looking to come back in January. Oh, is he? He's looking for a house to rent for him and his wife and kid. Fantastic. He, one of the so funniest, if you know anything.
0: One of the funniest guys ever.
1: He might be the funniest person I know. He once, uh, we were at this, uh, there's a website called Channel 101 that does like, sketches like sketch videos and it's like a monthly they have a monthly shows and then at the end of the year they have an award show it's really fun but it's basically inside you know an insider thing for everyone who's involved and one year Fulcher was out in town and uh, so he came to this award show and it's like everyone like dresses kind of ironically but will wear tuxes to this internet award show and um, Fulcher came and he I think he drank a bunch of whiskey, and all, but also took uh, some kind of pill. I don't... It, like a, a prescription pill. A not,
0: Vicodin or something?
1: Yeah, like a Vicodin or something. Painkiller, An opiate. And during the show, and it was at uh, Cinespace in Hollywood, he passed out. Like, un, not fall asleep, but I think like unconscious. Was like sitting straight up, but with his head all the way back in his chair. For most of the award show, I wasn't sitting near him when this happened. But ap- the lights came on, and like people are finally out, and Rich is just sitting there with his mouth gaping open, and I thought he was doing a bit, right? Because he would do something like, something like that, yeah. And he will commit, like he will stay like that for ten. minutes, So I was sure he was doing a bit, and people were like I think Rich is like sick, and I was like, no, he's doing a bit, right? And Everything so agreed. And so I went over and I started saying, Hey, everybody, get your picture taken with Rich Fulcher. <laughs> I was taking money. I was like, give me a dollar and you're going to have a photo with Rich Fulcher. And people are posing next to passed out Fulcher. It, it started going on so long that I like took my pants off and like started like taking photos of my balls oh by my ri- by Rich's face. Oh, my God. And there are a lot of photos of my like my balls right. and me in the photo, too. Like. By Rich's face, that's, and then that's tea bag adjacent. And then at one point, he just like sat up, and I was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And he's like, "No, man, I was, I was really passed out." I'm like, "You weren't very good doing a joke." Friend. He's like, "No, man, I, I, I took a Vicodin <laughs> and and um, and drank some whiskey." I don't remember anything, but like the next day. I don't remember well, last day. night. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, I'm sorry, Rich, but there's some horrible photos. Really of bad out
0: stuff, there. And there's the internet now, too. So
1: good luck. But he was out here earlier this year. Well, maybe it was about a year ago. And he was crashing on my floor. And I live in a studio apartment. Like, he could have stayed, you know, with... With uh, Besser, like, on their couch. Like, somewhere nicer, but he, was, he will always come and stay at my house. But, like, sleep that's on
0: like, my floor. That's on the floor? No mattress?
1: Well, I'll put couch oh. cushions okay. down, but my couch is too small. He doesn't buy a
0: uh, blow-up mattress? No! Carry it around? He'll just fucking let sleep on my floor. Gift it to you?
1: <laughs> He'll sleep on my floor. And uh, so he was out for, like, a week sleeping on my floor. And, like, three days into the visit, we're at breakfast... And I noticed he's got a ring on his finger. I'm like, dude, what is that? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I got married. What the fuck? Come I'm on. like, what? He's like, yeah, Georgie and I, we just decided to get married, and we didn't tell anyone. I'm like, what the fuck are you? Well, I'm is, the she, one. is she British? Yeah, she's British. So got married, she's and- delightful. She's wonderful, yeah. And I... I, it's an illegitimate marriage here, right? I told Besser, because Besser's one sense. of his best friends, and I was like... Did Besser know? No. Oh my Besser's gosh. like, what? <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like, you know, uh, a while later, yeah, Georgie's pregnant. Like, and I don't think most people knew about the baby until after it happened. Well,
0: yeah, the, you got the uh, email.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when most people found out.
0: Right so
1: funny. Yeah, Dave. All right. Well, he's Sorry. living in
0: another country, so I can
1: He's speak. living on another planet. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. He just posted a video on Facebook yesterday of him dressed as Santa getting on the subway in London on the tube. Uh-huh. And not just by himself, but, like, he took over a subway car. Like, he got on, like, I think at the first stop, and, like, by the end of it, They had put like tinsel and a Christmas tree, and there were people dressed as as elves and like.
0: Is this for a show he's doing? No. Oh, just to do it.
1: I think it was just for a video, just to do it. He's fucking nuts. You
0: know, folks. He used to. He his mother thought he was
1: a A lawyer. lawyer. Yeah.
0: And he wasn't.
1: For years.
0: Yes, he did a one man show. Do you remember what it was called?
1: It was called. Mom, I'm still a. It was called something like Mom, I'm still a lawyer. Or crazy. Yeah. Balls. That's the story that got. I mean, that's the one man show that got him involved with all those people in Europe because oh, really? he did it at Edinburgh. Oh, okay. And then I think that's how he met like the Mighty Bush guys. Yeah. He's one of a kind. I don't know anyone like Rich Yeah, I,
0: I would agree with that assessment.
1: I'd say the same about you. I don't. You're fucking nuts, too, like in a great way. But I don't okay. know many people like you.
0: I do have a house.
1: That's true So
0: I'm not too nutty Am I nuts? How am I nuts? I don't want to know Do I want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm loud I know that I'm too loud
1: You're sometimes. boisterous dude Yeah When did you move to LA? 96 Fall of 96 Was that af-
0: Was that right after SNL? Yeah, yeah I had been on for one season And it was like Well, what are you going to do? You got to move to LA Now's the time
1: how did how did they cut you loose or did you leave?
0: They just didn't, they just didn't re, uh, renew I just just said, decided to leave. Uh they didn't renew my contract.
1: And uh, did they tell you or are you just like well, Oh everyone else is going back this week and
0: No, they'd kind of uh hinted at it early that they might be looking around for new people. Uh, I guess it was Don Allmire that didn't like me. I I told the story before but I'll tell it again quickly. Um I had, I had a great season but yeah. recurring characters I didn't impress. Yeah.
1: Your season was so good that I in my head I always imagine you were there for at least two or three seasons yeah, that's what
0: people think uh, I, it was it was incredible i couldn't I was shocked, uh, but apparently it was the first year that Mad TV was on the air, and then Howard Stern had had his late night show, so the ratings had gone down, which is a, one of the rare
1: that's when they start cutting people like, loose well, it was like
0: a rare time that that Lauren michaels didn 't have as much power that he had previously or currently does, so he was kind of at the mercy of NBC West Coast. And they wanted changes, and apparently yeah. Don Olmeyer wanted me out for some reason because I did these characters called the the, the Fops, mm. and he thought they were too effeminate. I think
1: you and McKinney, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's the story I was told. I never got the straight skinny. I heard someone else did something or something something, but I you know I don't suffer fools. Was I, that McKinney's only year too? No, he did it the next year. So it was kind of like I think Lauren had to protect somebody, and it was uh, Mark. He, he knew he'd known Mark from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, he just had a, he, he and his wife had just had a baby. It was the right decision to make. I you know it hurt like hell, uh, but the, I, within six months I met my wife, so it was supposed to be that way.
1: There's so many people that have had great careers after Sarah leaving Sullivan, there, Ron Sarah. Michael.
0: It does, you know, it's it's a bump in the road. It's what it is. It hurts because, you know, you, you get your, your card punched and you think, here we go. And you're, you know, hey, I'm up for the show. I'm in the game. And, then and that was
1: probably a focus for you when you were at Second City. Like, I want to do SNL.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I, I Here's the weird thing. I knew I was going to be on the show. Yeah. Here's the other weird thing. I told myself I'm not going to stay for six years
1: guess what you sabotage yourself by saying yep. that Yep. you should have said I'm going to be there for six years. I will
0: be here until something bigger takes me away.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, f- I, w- I was a groundlings person. Uh-huh. You know, I was, I was in classes with Maya Rudolph and a bunch of those people. And, um, it, it's really weird. It, it's almost unhealthy for a lot of people. Cause it's like, that's the focus. Mm-hmm. It's like, to sing I'm doing things. Groundlings so I can get into SNL. Right. And that's what I want because growing up, you know, I always wanted to be involved in comedy for as a little kid. I, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And and like SNL was a huge part of my childhood. And I was like, Yep. I joined the Groundlings and I was like, that's gonna be it. And then I got kicked out of the Groundlings. You did? Yeah. I've got voted out and I was like, fuck. I'm never gonna get on SNL right. now. Like wow. I had to start going to therapy after sure. that. That makes sense. Cuz it was such yep. a like eye on the prize. Yep. SNL or bust.
0: I uh, I didn't get into second city like the first two auditions or t- or three because I would have one audition a year. Yeah. Like what do you how how good do you think your one audition's going to go? One. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't put it all on Are the- you
1: only allowed to audition once a year?
0: That's wh- however long they would, uh, however often they would have auditions. Were typically back then once a year.
1: Is it like groundlings in that it's classes and then you
0: could it could be anybody. And sometimes they would, it used to be a really rigid system of this person and then this person and then this person. Just like the post office, you just get moved up. Yeah. Uh, and then as things started expanding and the IO started, uh, the Improv Olympic started showing promise. Uh, it was a blessing and a curse because. Well, you're one of them. You're not one of us. So, you know, some stupid political personal stuff, all that. Nothing matters except your hard work at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, you do make that your world. Yeah. You know, that's all I cared about was getting on stage at Second City because then you'd get to Saturday Night Live. But there's a thousand ways to do it, especially now.
1: Chicago is such an improv and sketch. I think it's the biggest improv and sketch comedy city. Probably.
0: Now it wasn't as huge as it is now back then, and that's one of the reasons I was able to get on stage all the time, as were all my friends. I'd be in class three nights a week and be on stage four nights a week.
1: Who were some of the people that were there when you were there?
0: All the fucking people you know now. It's amazing. Everyone from, let's see, when I was just there, like Richard Kind... Was heading out to the West Coast. Oh
1: my God! I just did a movie with him. He's fucking awesome.
0: Now we didn't work together, but he like he was still around there. Then the people I came up with were Andy Richter. Um, oh my gosh, the list is so long. So Steve were
1: Gron- any of the UCB people, Second City people? Oh yeah,
0: Besser, uh, Roberts, Walsh, Polar—all I-, I O people first.
1: Oh, I, mean, I didn't know that. I,
0: yeah, they were all they were all I O people mckay drach uh horatio sands
1: were you then there when amy sedaris was there
0: amy was never there in chicago she wasn't no no she's new york i'm so i'm wrong what am i talking about she yes she was (laughs) she's so ingrained in new york in my head now that was so stupid no she was yes i was there when she was there she was on main stage okay uh, she was not an io person okay sorry 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 sorry. historians uh so Carell, colbert sedaris danello um uh, the list goes on, Farley, Mike Myers. Um, yeah. I don't want to miss But you were
1: there around the same time as all those all people. All these people. That's she a huge time for... It was
0: amazing. It was wow. amazing. All these people were all playing together all of the time. Uh, there was one uh, producer named Bernie Sallis that said he's he cannot remember ever seeing a confluence of talent like... That was happening at that time,
1: you don't hear about that anywhere,
0: yeah it, when you look at it this ten year period of people that were in Chicago that are now affecting the media in such a great way, the entertainment media it's it's remarkable
1: that's insane
0: it was insane, but you didn't know that you knew like wow, there's a lot of good like wow well, yeah right a you lot
1: don't know it till after
0: and there there are probably fifteen Conan writers that you might not actually know that were there at the same time too. Uh, Brian Stack, Kevin Dorf, Brian McCann, yeah. Greg Cohen. Just all these amazing <laughs> people. Uh, Tommy Blocka. Yeah. Uh, just a crazy group of people there at the same time. Favreau there at the same time. Yeah. Uh,
1: also, what's what's his, Vince Vaughn, right? Vince Vaughn. I think he, he was an I.O. guy, though, right? Sort of. Classes, maybe? No, uh, I don't know.
0: I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't. But he I, was
1: a Chicago he, guy.
0: Yeah. He was uh, from Lake Forest, which is north of there. Yeah.
1: Oh, Jesus, maybe that's what I should have done. Maybe I should have gone to Chicago. You know, and...
0: should it's only what we're doing right now. Look at what you're doing now. You I've
1: just... only been to Chicago once, and I tone. fucking... And I went there just on accident, basically, because I went to New York to open for Sarah on the New York Comedy Festival. It was probably like four years ago, four or five years ago. And my flight to New York was so horrifyingly rough Mm -hmm. and like terrifying like I thought our plane was going to crash like like horrifying that I was like I'm not getting on another plane Uh for the rest of my life I have to figure out another way to get back to LA maybe I'll drive and I was like no I just don't want to drive by myself I'm like I'll take a train it's like I've never been on a train in my life it'll be romantic I'll get my own little Uh. cart my own little room And I'll I'll write. It'll be like Kerouac. I'll see the country. It's going to be awesome. And so I get get on the train in New York. And 15 minutes into the train ride, I was nauseous from the... Because the the cars rock rock back and forth, which I didn't know. I thought it was just like a smooth ride. It's fucking rocking. Oh, no. And I couldn't write because it's like trying to read in a car. It's like you get sick. So all I could do was look out the window to at the horizon to keep from getting sick for like eighteen hours. It was it was hell. It was 18 the 18 hours to Chicago. Eighteen hours to might, Chicago. Might be Twenty-two. And I got to Chicago to switch trains. I got off in the train station and said, "Fuck this!" I walked out of the train station, got a hotel. <laughs> I was like, I kept trying to justify all my everything rather than just like, fuck this, I can't deal. Right. I was just like, I've never seen Chicago. I'm going to stay here for a few days. And I stay there and, I, you know, uh, T.J. Miller was doing some shows at a place called the Lakeshore Theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, so I called him. I'm like, hey, I want to come watch some of your shows. He's like, fuck that. He's like, come and open for me. And I was like, so I did shows there and like it was the best it's fucking time. It's a great town. And then I got on a plane nice. and <laughs> flew back. Like I think I still beat the train back, oh, like yeah. days later. You did.
0: <laughs> did you have a moment on the plane where like, okay, did you have to just do some mind over matter?
1: No. You were fine? It started, the plane, we, we hit turbulence, and I had the biggest smile on my face because oh, I'm oh, like, whatever, I'm going to get to L.A. and uh, yep. beat the train, and I've never had a problem flying since. Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> it was, that's
1: good. Fucking the worst, man. The train me. is the worst. Yeah.
0: It's bad. I took it once. I uh, went out to Kevin Dorf and I went and visited Andy Richter when he was doing the Real Live Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah yeah! decided to take the train. Now, we didn't have a car. You, you rented a bed. Is that right? Or just a seat?
1: No, I ran, I had my own little room.
0: Thing. Yeah, we didn't get that. And it is a grueling trip because you don't realize how tired and achy your legs get. By yeah. Even putting them on that footrest, it's awful. Yeah. And you can only spend so much time in the bar.
1: Well, you can get, you know, on planes, they say it's good to get up and the stretch because you can get a blood clot and fucking die. Oh, right. Like, yeah. imagine that for 18 hours. No, it, it was bad. So you walk around, you get, you know, in the middle
0: of the night, you're like, is the bar open? there's nothing to do I can't sit in Lionel Is
1: longer. the bar open in the middle of I can't of it. remember probably <laughs> if it was I'm sure I went the fucking worst I, I uh they were supposed to come to my cart to ask me for bre- what I wanted for breakfast and they never did so I missed breakfast and I woke. you know I get up and it's you know like 18 hours later I'm like just outside of Chicago I'm starving I'm like oh well, I guess I'll just fucking come out of my shell and walk into the the, the food cart Right so I go in there, and it's fairly empty. Like, it's basically, there's, like, two other people in there. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I want to uh, have breakfast. And they're like, all right. They're like, uh, go sit with that woman over there. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's all these empty tables. They're like, oh, we like to encourage people to sit and interact. Really? Yes. I was like, no, I want to sit at my own table. And they're like, no, you have to sit with this one. I They forced me to sit with this old lady. So I go down, and I sit with this old woman, and this was either just before or just after Obama had got elected the first time. Oh, boy. And she was so fucking racist. She's like, you know, she's like, well, you know, my daughter, because we were going to Chicago where Obama, you know, was, she's like... You know, my daughter used to live next door to that N-word. She said N-word. And I was like, I'll see you later. I got up and I was like, "Um, I'm going to take my breakfast in my car. That woman is a racist. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. She's throwing the N-word around like it's fucking, like it's no big deal. I'm but guessing
0: I, there's some African Americans working.
1: Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, the only way out of that table. Like, why are you fucking forcing people?
0: And how about her dropping it right away? Hey, Hey, stranger, let's talk politics.
1: You look like me. We can talk <laughs> openly. It was crazy. God,
0: that's pretty awful. That's pretty awful. I just, got, I just did a, a tour bus. I did this uh, promo tour and uh, went out on the road for uh, ten days. And I gotta say, it was a blast.
1: What promo tour? It
0: was for Axe and uh, hair products. Which yeah, is kind of the joke that I'm part of it,
1: as myself. Dave, you're, you're have, mostly bald. I'm mostly
0: bald. Uh, <laughs> I was bothering this panel with uh, Owen Benjamin and Abby Elliott, and we had a blast. no shit. A stone I love. Both of those people, a blast. We're on this bus. It's, uh, it was a a legitimate touring bus, and the driver was the biggest liar we'd ever met in our lives. And immediately, he's talking shit on anyone who's ever been on the bus. He's telling lurid tales of anyone, and he said said Obama had been on the bus. Like we're buying a lot of his stories until he says that. Like I would never be on this bus with you as the driver. What's going on? Then we like, oh, he's. He's a sociopath. He's a pathological liar. It was crazy, but every day more stories. I mean, every second of every day more stories and more stories. It was it was crazy.
1: Wait, you were you guys doing shows performing? Yeah, yeah. We did shows in
0: New York, Cincinnati, uh, New York, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Louisville, Nashville, and South Carolina.
1: In in comedy clubs? Yeah. That, that's awesome
0: it was awesome but also weird because we were doing the sponsored show right and we're not doing stand-up owen would do a little bit of stand-up and then we'd do our show but it was free But well, what was
1: the show it was like a, what was abby doing
0: kind of men and men and women are different panel show it was all, all <laughs> scripted it was all branded and scripted
1: uh amazing it was
0: i tell you we had a blast on the bus and just a blast hanging out every day
1: that would be so cause I fucking love you I love Owen and Abby yeah, that's
0: it was fun did the comedians of comedy did they tour on a bus or did they go in a van or did they just fly
1: they were in motorhomes mm. They a bunch of different ones they were flying or it it was different like okay. sometimes they would fly but mm-hmm. a lot of times they were uh, in a motorhome
0: yeah that's a lot of fun
1: I like touring with friends me too I've only really done the road once, and it was this show called the Crackpot Comedy Tour, and it was with Tig Notaro mm-hmm. and uh, Martha Kelly, who I don't know if you know. She's a-, a Texas comedian who recently moved back to Texas, but she's really neurotic and hilarious. She's fucking hilarious, and it was, and they had done it a year before with AD Miles instead of myself, but it was all done through MySpace, and it was basically Tig going on MySpace, and she would send out bulletins saying, Hey, the first year it was the Southwest through like Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. Hey, if you live in this part of the country and you want us to come perform at your house, house at your house, drop us a line and we're going to try and fit it in on our tour. Oh my God. And so when I did it, it was the Pacific Northwest, not the whole West coast basically. Like, we did shows going from San Diego, San Francisco, Eugene, Oregon, uh, Portland, Oregon, Seattle.
0: Wow, that's a big tour.
1: Over to Idaho, Utah, Nevada, and then back into L.A. How long was that? Two weeks.
0: Two weeks? That's a lot of ground. Two weeks. Every night. Show every night. Every
1: night, we would we went in a Volkswagen Jetta the whole time.
0: No. Yeah. Four of you?
1: Three of us. My lord. In a Volkswagen Jetta, performing in people's fucking houses. But mostly in clubs? No. All in houses. Come on. The whole tour. Come on. Yeah.
0: Did you bring a PA? Like a, a, a we microphone. brought a
1: guitar amp and a, and a microphone that would plug into the amps.
0: And what would you pass the hat? or they'd
1: to Yeah. Do We'd say we work strictly on donations. And we didn't make any money. We... But we made enough to get to each show.
0: Okay. Did you did you break even? Like you didn't come out of pocket for food? Or nope. Where would you stay? Would you stay?
1: We stay at their house. Oh my god!
0: Come on. <laughs> yes. Did you videotape this?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Did you cut it together? Take
1: tried to do it as a pilot, which I think someone bought it and then it did, it fell through. But um, the crackpot comedy tour.
0: That is crackpot. What was the craziest thing that ever happened on that thing?
1: Um. I almost got my ass kicked in Eugene, Oregon. We were doing a show, and it was funny because it would vary. Like, we did a show in someone's garage for like two people. Oh, they're like there are more comedians yeah. than yeah. audience. They're yeah. like, and sorry, no one could come, uh-huh. and we're like, we don't care. Did you get the word? Tig out? loved this. Yeah. I was stressed as shit the whole time. Right. Martha was even worse than me. We. We invented a new term called diarrhea arrival, like nice. when you drive up at the house and you immediately can tell it's going to be horrifying and you get fucking diarrhea, like nervous diarrhea, like Ugh. this is the worst. That was me and Martha the whole time. Tig loves uncomfortability. Okay. She loves awkward situations. She thrives in that shit. Right. And um, the, the, we did a show in Eugene, Oregon in someone's backyard and it was packed. Wow. There's probably 150 people wow there was a, a lot of people It's
0: a legitimate crowd It's
1: a really good show and but I had some joke
0: oh this is where the fight happens I like
1: it I had some joke uh, where I think it was basically to the effect of, like Sarah's show had just started and um, I, I say I got my first fan email uh, the night of our show premiered some Uh, a gay because I played a gay guy in our show it's like a gay guy wrote me on MySpace and was like uh, just so you know I love the show and I think you're the cutest comedian on TV and I was honestly flattered I was Uh like holy shit that's amazing and I wanted to write back and say thank you but I didn't want to write back and say thank you and make him think that I was into him so I wanted to find a way to write back and thank him but also let him know that I'm not gay Right. So I just wrote back, "Thank you, faggot." <laughs> so that's the joke. It's stupid as shit. I don't joke. do it anymore. Anyway. Actually, do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a joke. So I tell that joke, and as soon as I say, "Thank you, faggot," I hear from the next door neighbors from the the, the house behind where we're performing, "What the fuck did you just say?" <laughs> and some dude who was gay, oh, and big tried jumping the fence to come fucking kick my ass. Wow. I'm going to fucking kill you. He's climbing the fence, and people are holding him back. And then, like, they fucking, like, the people who grabbed him in the back, you know, when he jumped the fence, they, like, explain, like, no, he... How long it's a joke. That? He's a comedian. Oh, my God. He just heard on a fucking loudspeaker yes. faggot. Yes. It was like, What the fuck? I'm <laughs> coming to kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, they they explained. They're like, No, no, he's a comedian. So he plays a gay guy. and he, Not that that makes it right. Right no? but still, it's. And he's like, Oh, oh, yeah. I've watched oh, that show. No. Oh, he's fucking all
0: Oh, my God.
1: That was probably the the most fucked up thing that happened that, we
0: that would qualify as an ironic ass kicking i think wouldn't yeah it?
1: yeah a straight bashing yeah <laughs> I, got, I got my ass kicked by a gay guy
0: by a gay guy and you while playing a gay guy on tv there's got to be the, some ir- ironic syllogism in there somewhere.
1: sweet sweet irony
0: <laughs>
1: but that tour was one of the best things that ever happened to me as a comedian like growing like right you got to get good. it taught me to to like to commit mm-hmm. to no matter what the situation, right. because I found like the more I just said, fuck it and did my shit, the better the shows were when I was in my You know, when I would show up to show with two people in the audience, I'd immediately go, well, this is going to suck. Right. And for me, it would suck. Yeah. Like it was a shitty set. Yeah. And
0: how about now? How do you when you go up? Are you what's your mindset?
1: It's a lot better. I I try it's not to better
0: or it's, it's it's uh it's locked in.
1: I'm still not locked in. No. I used to do a thing when I would do shows like say at UCB where I would instead of being in the green room I'd go out and you know the the wings they have there and I would look through the audience. Oh really? I would look for people who are going to be problems. Really? Yeah. It was cra- it's a psychotic yeah. thing but I would look for old people. So I'd be like Old people aren't going to like what I have to say because I, you know, talk about sex and right. gross stuff. and. But I, you
0: stopped doing that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because it was, uh, I honestly was almost never right. I would be like, oh, good. People after shows, like the older people, would be like, you were really funny. I mean, that's, like, oh, fuck. A
0: lot of times you can draw that thing. You can create it. And you yeah. That, and it'll manifest it, as they say.
1: Yeah. But it's and i st- i think i started doing that because i had a really bad show i opened for sarah in um in, at stanford university mm-hmm. like i i don't know if i've talked about this on on my podcast before if i have to the listeners i'm sorry but we did a show sarah and i had, i'd done stand up off and on since college but i really only started focusing on it when sarah's show started because there's opportunity yeah doors open and i would be a fool not to Take advantage of that. So Sarah's like, Hey, I'm doing a show at Stanford. Do you want to open for me? I was like, I don't really have 20 minutes of material. She's like, You don't, that's the beauty. You can just bring a DVD of some of your short films because I make dumbass videos. She's like, And just show some of those and then, you know, talk in between them. I'm like, Oh, fuck. Okay, cool. And so I go up there. We get to Stanford and we walk into the theater. And I, for some reason, was picturing like, a student center, like right. a small room. Right. They take us into the theater, which is two thousand seats, twelve hundred or two thousand. Some a lot of more than I've ever performed in, and I immediately got diarrhea arrival. I'm like, fuck! I had like to shit Die arrival, diarrhea arrival. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I I I go to the guy. I'm like, uh, hey, do I who do I give this DVD to? And he's like, oh, we don't have a projector. Oh my god. And Sarah starts laughing. She's like, oh, that's awesome. she's laughing. She's like, well, you're going to have to figure this one out. And I'm like, what? She's like, well, you still have to go out and do something. <laughs> and so we had like two hours to kill. And so I was like in a corner by myself with a writing writing shit going, OK, maybe this is funny. Maybe this is funny. And then I go out, The, the you know, the head of the student body introduces me and he's like just this. Fucking lifeless, like no charisma. He's like, and mm-hmm. now you know this next guy from the Sarah Silverman show, please welcome like the worst intro, and I go out and I make fun of him. People start dying laughing, and I'm like, Oh. <laughs> so I start <laughs> just Don Rickles. So I start telling jokes and everything that I thought was funny was getting like huge laughs and like applause breaks I'd have to wait for and I was like so cocky. It was such a great show. Well the whole show went great. Whole show was great. Not realizing it's because these were all kids who watched Sarah's show and were like, he's well, all right in my you, book. Yes, you've already won us. The next night I had a show at the Improv in, in Hollywood and I go in. It was mostly gray hairs. And I am cocky as shit. Can and do the I same I go set. up on stage. What I had done in 20 minutes the night before... I rushed through in about four minutes. Yeah. As soon as like there was silence and just dead stares, I, I had a flop sweat. I was just <laughs> sweating. My heart was racing. I just rushed through my set and just fucking got off stage and was like, that was the fucking worst. And I think that's when I started judging audiences. I'm, oh, like, okay. I'm like, oh, it's not me. Right. It's the audiences. Right, right. It's like, yeah, I okay. was horrible.
0: Yeah. But it's never the audience. No, no. You just got to make it
1: work. Yeah. You say, are, are you, you started doing stand-up regularly now, right?
0: Right, but no, no, I, I never started. I just started doing it like three years ago.
1: Right, I remember that.
0: Yeah, I uh, Oh, you're yeah, right, right, right. I was doing a
1: at UCB. Like UCB. How's it been going?
0: Good, good. I haven't had to go out too much lately. I, I do it, you know, like that. We we have five kids, and uh, it's sometimes an economic, yeah. Thing. Like you know, you just, you got to always make sure you're banking, not giving away
1: not draining and
0: so it was it was a great process and i love doing it i love live i've always done live sketch and improv forever yeah it was less daunting because i've had tons of characters i can throw together yeah but you realize like when i first started doing it's more like a one-man show and people were like what (laughs) people walking out were you getting heckled at all uh occasionally It'd be something like that. Not not long heckles. Usually it's just a drunk. Just
1: people talking. And
0: sometimes people are like, you have an act. They're like, I'm doing my act. This is like, what are you doing? Uh, and then I realized. no,
1: I'm up here practicing, hell. asshole.
0: Then I realized most of these people actually want me to do lines from the movies and television shows. And I was like, oh. Whammy. Right. So I thought that was hack. I thought, there was no way you would ever do that. But then these people don't know me from anything else. That's the only reason they're coming to see me. So I started working it into the show. Yeah. Obviously, I don't do that in Los Angeles Yeah. because everyone, it's an industry town. They, yeah. they feel very badly for me. Uh, yeah. But if you're out, I mean, they're waiting for it. Yeah. So I, I've, I think I've found a, uh, well, it's less than delicate way. Just, I just get kind of dispatch the yeah. thing and, and do it. Uh,
1: well, you give them what they want. You have to, and why not?
0: That's what, that's what I should do.
1: You ever yeah, you get paid, they're happy.: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but it's fun. I, I was able to uh, you know it's a great process, as you know, you just write. It's interesting how if you're doing stand-up, your mind switches over to thinking like stand-up. Yeah but if you're not, I, I, can't, I can't just do it all day long. if I'm not uh, heading toward a goal for that particular reason. Yeah, I don't just sit around and think of jokes all day myself. Um, it's, it's
1: so it's, hard for it's, me it's to write.
0: Media medium I'm participating in is where my mind goes. Is that What's what?
1: your process? Do you like block out a time where you're like, I'm going to write tomorrow from...
0: I say that. Me too. But, I mean, it's an excuse, but we do our houses incredibly busy. And I, I tend to have too many projects going, and so nothing gets done.
1: You know when I do most of my writing? It's the day of shows. Me too. I will fucking come up with... Most of the shit I have is... Stuff that I thought of before, like, oh, what about th- these moments? And, and that's kind of funny. And then I won't write about them. And then the day of the show, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I do most of my writing the day of a show.
0: And I think it's because it's now the assignment's due. Yeah. And your your mind switches to that mode. Like, here's you're starting to do the show in the morning, let's say. And you're like, okay, here we go, here we go. You get, you've got yeah. to do it. I I wish I was disciplined enough to do a little bit of that every day. And you can. You just got to – you should set the time out.
1: But the beauty in that is uh, unlike school when it's assignment is due today, you're graded on what you've turned in that day. I mean you're graded at the comedy club that night by the audience, Mm but – even if they don't like it, you've started the process yeah. of the bit like, so like oh, no, should, this might be better I next time. Yeah. 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 You know, like, oh, I'm not going to do this again or oh, I should do this again.
0: I, I wish I had time to go up more often. I just don't. Uh, for me to get out of the house is, is, is hard. I, and I, I've told myself next year I'm going to go out as much as I can. I'm like, I'm I, said, myself <laughs> <out.">
1: <laughs> I said that last year. This time last year, I was like, my resolution for 2012 is to just... Go out and do shows yep. So I want to work up to doing like a half hour Special on Comedy Central or whatever And so January came and I just started Like hitting everybody up going I'll do your show I'll do your show people would ask me I'd be Like yep I'll do it and so I Like booked like two months of shows Like three nights a week And then when they started I was like I don't fucking want to go out it? to do Because you didn't want to leave Your house because I didn't want to leave my house Oh it, well, it's it's such. You it? Once, you, once, you once start- I get out, yeah. it, I'm fine. It's yeah. getting off the couch and uh-huh. being like, oh, "It's fucking cold right. and it's raining." Yeah. I don't want to fucking go out. But then I get there and I'm like, "Oh, I'm glad I did it." Yeah. But then the very next night, I'm like, "Really? I just went out last night. I don't want to fucking do this again tonight." But you,
0: you should commit. I. It, there's. I. I. I don't know. You. You tell me. I, I've never seen a hotter scene. I know I, I just said scene and scene, but it's crazy right now with the number of comics and good comics and the number of uh, places to get up. Has, has it ever been like this?
1: I don't know. I uh, it's I don't so. There's a lot of shows right now. And good ones. Yeah.
0: And a lot of great, great people doing it.
1: It's kind of amazing that, you know, Scott Ackerman just yeah. ended Comedy Bang Bang, which was Comedy Death Ray. Uh, right at the time, you know, when Kamel and Jonah Ray's um, show, Melt- at Meltdown, is Experiment. the fucking hottest show in L.A., right. whereas Scott's show used to be that. And it's it's still- like he passed the torch.
0: Right, right. It's still pretty hot. I mean, so is something else replacing it. I assume
1: Comedy Tuesday. Bang Bang. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing now. Yeah, I think Cameron Esposito might have a show on Tuesday night, like a stand. Stand-up. Like they're replacing it with right. stand up. Yeah. Do you know Cameron? I don't. I'm, I'm She's not. a Chicago comedian. Okay. She okay. just moved to L.A. She's fucking hilarious. Well, if she
0: just moved here, I might not have met her yet. Then,
1: the, that's another thing. There's a lot of I hate saying young comics. Younger than us. But there are a lot of younger people who. Are, so
0: can I get a commitment from you for for next year? What do you what, what's what do you got <laughs> for your resolution?
1: For my, oh um, oh, I I hate saying it, but I I want to lose weight. Huh? then you will. How are you going to do it? Well, that's the thing is I've done it so many times. To- that's another one of my problems is to to I know that I can lose weight quick because yeah. I've done it like three or four times when I've had to. And so I'm always like, eh, if I need to, I'll start tomorrow. Because like, I know I can. When I was writing for Kimmel, my very first paycheck I got, I – I was like three hundred and ten pounds wow. when I was riding a kill. Yeah. I was heavy. But I'm tall, so it doesn't show as much, right. but like I could see it in my face in photos and I was like really not happy. And I felt shitty. Like I would just get winded all the time. And so my first paycheck when they hired me as a writer, I, I got a nutritionist. And fucking in two weeks I lost seventeen pounds. Just from eating right eating right right. two weeks yeah. it was just pouring off of me so I know like for me like just a change in diet will do it and it's not a, a weird diet you know like a lot of people it's do just like food. it's just common sense yeah when you pick up food at a restaurant you know as you're eating it if it's good for you or not yeah it's not you know
0: when you pick it out
1: it's not a secret no because there's that void, especially if you're out of shape. I think when you're in shape, you, you're eating shit, not really thinking about it. When you're out of shape, as you're ordering it, and there's yeah. something in the back of your head that's like, you shouldn't be doing this.
0: Yeah, this is going good luck tomorrow. This is last
1: one. But <laughs> like you're a junkie. Yeah. Last one. Last one. Um, But yeah, that's my biggest problem is knowing that I can do it. And then I, I also had a year where I ate vegan for four months wow. and lost like 40 pounds. Yeah. Um, and also never felt better in my life. There you go. So much energy. All my, like I sound stuffy all the time, I think, because of you know, dairy allergies and stuff. No allergies. I felt so fucking good. But fuck, eating vegan is boring. It's tough. It is just boring.
0: Yeah. I did forks over knives for two and a half months last year, to- top of the year. I lost 22 pounds. Forks over knives? Forks over knives. What's that? It's a vegan diet, but it's hardcore. I mean, there is no, there's no cheese, no dairy, no oil, no meat. Uh, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I like, I had high cholesterol and high blood pressure, two and a half months, boom, 22 pounds off and all my levels went down. Yeah. So it's all diet.
1: And you felt great, right? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> but you know what I miss most was eggs and pizza.
1: Oh, that's hard. Cheese is.
0: Yeah. Cheese is. Yeah. Uh, almond milk is great.
1: Yeah. But, I like uh, almond any milk. Any
0: other cheese, uh, is not good.
1: Like, yeah, rice, cheese, vegan cheese is Ooh, fucking don't even do it. Garbage. I hate when they're like, eh, we have a vegan cheese. It's trust me. It's good. It's like, no, it's fucking it's not, creepy. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> vegan cheese
0: is creepy. You see, you don't have cheese and cheese. If you're a vegan white. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That those substitutes. Things are, are pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, tons more fruits and vegetables and you do feel better and the weight goes off and.
1: comes around it's just so boring hair grew out I when I was eating vegan it was because I was working on a script with uh, a friend of mine who is vegan and we were writing like every day for a few months and uh, you know when it would come to ordering food it was just easier for me to order like I wasn't doing it as a choice I wasn't like I got to lose weight it wasn't a moral choice it was just like it's easier right and so we were writing the script And I was just losing and we'd walk in the morning. We'd walk every morning and talk about what we wanted to do for that day and then uh, We'd go right and we got a lot done. It was great. I lost a fucking shitload of weight felt amazing and then as soon as she We finished the script and she started working. She's a working actor. She works a lot She went away to start doing some movies again. I fucking as soon as she left and like I didn't need to do it anymore I, was just like, I want some fucking ribs. Daddy, got some ribs. I want some fucking barbecue. That's yeah, you, a huge weakness you, you, you for me. You
0: crave red meat if you don't. The the trick would be to keep that vegan diet mixed in with uh, meat. your meat diet. That's the smart thing. To it's do. true.
1: Yeah. Like, Because you can do it. Have
0: some meat every once in a while so you don't don't go off the graze. I think I'm going to go watch my daughter swim. Are you okay with that? Was there anything else you wanted to cover? We can do this again. No,
1: we've this, been doing this, this for lovely. about an hour. This is lovely. Yeah, this has been about an hour. Yeah. We're totally good. That's uh, how long my show is. Is your daughter here?
0: No, no. She's uh, there's a swim place where she's taking lessons. A swim
1: place. Yeah. How old is she? She's almost two. Wow, they start swimming that early. We
0: have a pool, so it's you know it's all locked up.
1: You got to do it. You have to do
0: it. So and she loves the water, and she's she you know so you know the goal is get them swimming as quickly as possible. Um. That's what we've done with all of them. Just get them swimming quick.
1: And they can learn really early. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Earlier than even we've done it. The only the only warnings I've seen are, are bacterial. That's the only oh, yeah. the reason to not do it right away is because there's bacteria that your the defense of the infant is not quite ready for. Yeah. And also the harsh chemicals. And they're not that harsh, but for a newborn. Uh... Is that how you end every show? <laughs>
1: That's, oh, uh, that's the buzzer. Uh, 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 that's throat singing. That's David right there doing that throat I singing. I love Steve Agee. Um, I love David Koetschner. Or Williams. David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, thanks so much for doing this. Thank right. you for coming Do you along. have anything coming up that you want to play? Um, Are you Anchorman? So you guys shooting Anchorman? we start
0: shooting in March. And oh. I, I read yesterday online. I read that it's going to be December 2013 is the release.
1: So shooting in March and then out in yeah. like six months. Yeah,
0: that's what I read. Have you
1: time. read a script yet? Yes. Is it funny? Yes, very funny. Oh, I can't wait, dude. I know,
0: me too. It's Congratulations. Good business.
1: You were so fucking funny in the. Oh. You, I think, were probably my favorite character I love in the original. This guy even more now. <laughs> Um, I it? love
0: you, what a great treat I've, How many times have I said, come over, come over And then We've like, talked
1: about it a bunch times
0: you're like, You know, you've invited me over, but you've never Been a General <laughs> Smith, so you've never said come over Here's why I should have you over Because I, I tell people come over What I call the triple witching hour Which is 15 minutes before uh, dinner mm-hmm. The kids are done with homework And they're just in the house Running around whipping yeah. each other up It is awesome, crazy I mean, if you 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 want to live,
1: I would see that. I would also want because you have a little fire pit thing out back with some nice big lounge chairs. Yeah. N- anytime you have that you shit like going fights. on, yeah. Okay. Next fight. Did you watch Pacquiao? I Did right here. That was a fucking great fight. Oh my god, it was so good, so good.
0: <sighs> All right, next big fight. I'm in town.
1: I'll come watch it. All right, for sure. I love it. All right. Um, well, there you have it, everybody. Uh, David Night, Keckner. David Keckner, we really did it. Thanks for doing this, buddy. I love you. Bye. All right, bye. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back.